Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. And I'm not Brooke. And this is not a Disney-do podcast. <laughs> because it is the Roaring Twenties podcast. Because it's 2021 <laughs> and we're roaring through the 20s. Or we're just internally screaming and doing a lot of crying through the 20s. That's why we're so monotone right now. Yeah. We are sad. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roaring Twenties. Today, we're talking about something super fun, something we all love, something we can't get enough of. It's the highlight of every week, every month, everyone's life. What are we talking about, Andrew? We're talking about our jobs, (laughs) if we have them, when we have them, and what we think about them. Because we don't spend enough time working or thinking about work, so we're going to talk about it and make you listen to it. We've all been going through covid and many people have been fortunate to keep their jobs a lot of people have lost their jobs are on unemployment Mm -hmm. or have gotten new jobs so with the great shuffle kind of what we talked about a week or two ago in terms of real estate and how everything's been crazy the job market's also been absolutely crazy and while there's a lot of jobs available there's so much shuffling and everything going on we thought it'd be really cool to talk a little bit about the job market today and what's going on and kind of some things we're going through that you may or may not relate to and then also kind of talk about you know kind of your career in your 20s as a whole 
and you know the impact it has on your life and kind of what it means i think we should start about how old were you when you got the job that you have now or like what was your first job in your 20s what did you think you were going to be doing did you think you were going to stay at that job what did you think it would blossom into because i feel like when you know graduate college or high school you're in your 20s you're like all right i'm gonna be a real adult i'm gonna go get this job like you really romanticize it in your head that it's going to be this great thing and if you were like me you're like i get to wear all these cute fucking outfits into an office like Woo. And then you realize why your parents are always so angry and upset because it makes sense once you work for like a week. So anyway, Andrew, what was the job you thought you would have in your 20s? Love that. Okay. My dream job as a kid was to be an architect through and through. Art Vandalay much? Always my goal. When I was like 17, like the end of my junior year of high school and like when I was really starting looking at college when and everything. When you're in your 20s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right before, <laughs> right? So I was planning to go into architecture and then I realized how expensive it was and I couldn't afford it. And then I was going to go for psychology. But then I Is said to myself- Is that cheaper? Well, yes. Because it's- Is it? Yeah, it's less years. And with architecture, you have so much cost extra in all of your materials and supplies for like your models and all your mm-hmm. projects. So, so it's it's a lot. So psychology, so you could learn to master manipulate human yes. emotions. So I thought love psychology it. would be mm-hmm. fun. You see that book over there on my I thing, see sociology. sociology. Yeah. yeah. So I always love psychology and sociology. I was like, um, not the same. And I love people but related. <laughs> and the mind and how people think. And I just think it's cool. So I was going to go for that. But then I was like, well, if I'm not going to go for what I really wanted to do, should I even go? Good point. <laughs> Through that time, I ended up coming out, which is also when I had met somebody I was dating. And that landed me my first real job because they helped get me in as a customer service rep. Oh my God. Let's keep going. Yeah. For a company that you both work for. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been at the same company my entire adult life. And it is not what I had planned to do when I got in here. How do you feel about this? So it's interesting because it's not what I wanted to do, but it's in the automotive industry, which I was always a big car person. So that was my thing. And I always loved new tech and I thought technology was cool. So being in automotive tech, I was okay doing it because Mm -hmm. I was passionate enough about the subject that I could invest in it. Now, almost 10 years later, I'm still within the company. So part of me is like, wow, I've been at the same company for like 10 fucking years. But I have gotten a promotion and a pay raise almost every year since being there. That's sick. Yep. And I am in a position now where I'm content-ish as far as what I do. Like, I know everything enough to be able to do my job and not have to think real hard about you're, it. You're comfortable yeah, with comfortable. your work that you do. But, you know, when I went in there because of who I am and I, I'm somebody who likes to plan out life, I told myself I only had 10 wait, years. Wait a second. Uh, you You like to plan out life? I, I have set goals. You are the most like spontaneous fly by the seat of your parents yes. person that I know. But I have goals around that. So, so I set long term goals. Okay. Yeah, I All don't right. do short term. Fair, fair. I do long term. So a long term goal I set when I started was I give myself 10 years here to make the most money I can to get as high as I can in the company. And then I'm out and I'm doing something else. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> so, well, I will say it. I actually I hit my goal until last year with COVID, right? I hit my goals of all my like promotions and financial goals so all that was good and like it's interesting now because i'm at like my last technical year my 10th year Mm -hmm. which is when it's time for me to leave after this supposedly and i feel happy i didn't think i would but i'm actually really proud of myself for what i did for learning all the things i have and getting to this point and i'm like super excited to do something new i want to say you should be proud of yourself for hitting your goals getting races promotions that's awesome lots of people are just like content with where they are now that you're hitting the 10-year mark 
what are you thinking? Like what, if you could go do anything now, what would you do? So that's what's interesting because for a while, I my plan after this was to get back into like, you know, because I said I loved architecture, right? Right. And what that really comes from is I just love houses and the history and the craftsmanship and design. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you play The Sims? No. You should play The Sims and just build houses. I bought a gaming laptop and, and, and a professional architecture program instead. That's basically The Sims. You get to decorate it, right? Yeah. Except that's it's, like the best parts of The Sims. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. I love it. And so I started doing that to kind of get myself back in the groove of things. And I, and I love it. And it's something I'm passionate about. So that's kind of where I want to go. But it's not easy to just jump from one industry to another, especially with right. no experience. Yep. That's something I it's it's something that I want to do where essentially I want to buy a house. I've talked about this before. I want to buy a house. And I want to flip the house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to get into house flipping and slowly grow a career that way. That's that's my long term plan. So how would how would someone start their house buy flipping house. career? So you would do it yourself. Like, I don't own a home, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know much about house flipping. I was going to be like, are there any internships? But is there any, like, uh, yes. are there any, like, flipping companies that you could maybe get a job with and, like, see how it's done before breaking out on your own? Would that would that be more, not cost effective, but maybe beneficial in the long run to, like, let other people, like, spend their money and you learn how to do it and then break out on your own and, and do it yourself? So you can see the, the smart things people do, but also the dumb things. Yes and no. It would benefit you to learn those things. But you're still not able to start your own thing. You're still just working for somebody. And that's one of my big things for me is being able to start something for myself. Now, if I went to do that, and it's something I did think about doing, was working with like a contractor, a general contractor, like a a carpenter. And just kind of learning the trades and the skills. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things with flipping, you learn from experience. and, And getting in it and doing house after house. But there's been a lot of podcasts I've listened to. Do we no. want to name drop any? No, actually. Oh. Only because. Horror movie night. They're <laughs> sponsored and doing great and they don't need any more clout. All right. There it is. <laughs> One, actually, I will give a shout out to. It's the Millennial Investors <laughs> podcast. Oh, there's a Millennial Marketer yeah. podcast? Well, it's Very good. A Millennial Investors. It's, it's literally about house flipping. There's a hundred different ways you can get into it. Right. And I've looked at a whole bunch of different ways. And it really, for me and what I would value and enjoy the most is house flipping, which means I buy a house. I have a budget. I put money into it that'll improve the house and improve the value of it. And I sell it for a profit. And you continue to do that in snowball effect and kind of build capital, build more properties. That's how you do it. And all the successful ones I've researched and studied and like listened to, that's really what they all do. And so that's kind of what I wanted to roll with. Um, but as we talked about before, the housing market's really shit right now. True. So, so that true. had me also thinking like, okay, what else could I be doing? And what else could I be happy with? And as I said before, my other thing was psychology. I love people and love working with people. So one of my other ideas is either working for like a nonprofit, whether it be like a Habitat for Humanity or like a food bank type company um, where I can get in and really be helping people, not worry so much about making a million dollars a year and, and being some super successful person, but more focus on helping people and giving back and making a career out of that. I also love old people, so I thought about finding some kind of way I could work with old people as a career. But right now, I'm also just kind of saying fuck everything because COVID, and I just want to chill. And that's your 20s. Hell yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking insane. (laughs) And it never ends, so. Okay. Switching over to producer Matt. Matt, in your 20s, what job did you want? Did you think that you were going to have? 
I and this was like 50 years ago, folks. Yeah, so yeah, bear you with us. Think back. So, so when in I was, 1964, what were you wanting to do with your life? He wanted to own a blockbuster. There was this new thing I, called the movie picture could films. You, I could, Matt, you were born to own a blockbuster and run a blockbuster. I did work at a video store. That was like one of my all-time favorite jobs. All joking aside, I, I did want to be a filmmaker. So when I went to school, I did a liberal arts degree. And my thought process was, I don't want to go to a specific film school because I had the high school that I went to had an exceptionally good film program. And we had beaten out a bunch of the local film schools in film festivals, just as a group of like 16 year old kids. So I guess that kind of gave me a little bit of this, like, Oh, there's nothing I have left to learn. Imagine that. Matt yeah, Kelly. I know. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, so I went to Penn state and did liberal arts and took as many like film based classes as I could but what I also took was as many like marketing and management and like business classes as I could. Cause like my mindset was that I wanted to be able to like run, like start a film company and run it myself, not have to be dependent on like a studio. So it was good to like have those skills and, and I still get to use those skills, but I went through, I mean, obviously we all know each other because of our jobs. So that's like the end goal. This was the last job I had in my twenties. I had 19 jobs during my twenties <laughs> with 19 God. different companies. Yeah. But most what? of it was because I was working. What like, were I, you doing? Well, I would this work. is interesting because this is the exact opposite of what I, yeah. I've been with the same company my it's whole 20s. It's the exact opposite of mine too. Yeah. So I'm and just you've like, been with what? like five companies per year basically. Well, because I would work like four different places at once. Okay. So I'd be doing like dog walking part time. I'd be working at a hospital on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I would be like doing this other side job on like Mondays and Wednesdays. You know, I was a pizza guy for like I whatever was going to give me money, I would like sign up for it. And what I'm learning now as we're going through like our different COVID stuff is like this is the longest I've ever been at a single position. Mm hmm. And while like there are a ton of benefits of like knowing where your paychecks are coming from and knowing that you have benefits, I'm happier doing the hustle of having like four or five different gigs at once that I'm like constantly jumping from like one position I to the next. I think that's like a personality trait. There are some people who just thrive on having lots of different projects going. Yeah. I know several of them. So I think that's, I don't know what that is. Uh, Andrew, since you're into psychology and sociology, maybe you can uh, do some dissecting here with Matt sometime, but... I do see that as like a general trait in some people where it's like the the rush of the multiple things to just stay busy. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's why like you look at me right now and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm doing producing five podcasts, trying to launch a company, <laughs> trying to do like oh. still working this job. But like, I don't know, just I, I have so many different like plates that I'm spinning simultaneously. And I think it's because like I've really missed that over the last like six years of just showing up, sitting at a desk, doing work for eight Do hours. Do you also and going think home. you're maybe a little conditioned to it now, since you had like 19 jobs in your 20s and you always had multiple at once? You think maybe you're conditioned to that now? Oh, probably. Who trained you when you started this company? Pavlov. Sounds like you forget part of your training because there was a 30 minute activity we did on day three where we discussed single tasking versus multitasking. And do you remember the result of that activity? What was the result? The result of that activity is statistically and factually single tasking is always more beneficial and less taxing on the mind than multitasking and so you're always better to narrow your target and focus on one to three big things instead of 10 things at once and you'll knock those out faster and then have more room for the other uh ron swanson once said don't half-ass two things whole ass one thing and if you remember 
Ed Smooter and what he said to his daughter in Sweet Home Alabama was, you can't ride two horses with one ass, sweetie. Sweetheart? Sweetheart. So what I what I respond to that with is... I would challenge that. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like you could do it if you wanted to. This is coming from the horse expert, so... I, Just saying. I think the flip side of that is, and I think this also comes from like the original intentions of being a filmmaker, though, is... If you're, let's just say, hypothetically, you're in Hollywood and you're a screenplay writer, you don't want to be walking around with just one screenplay in your pocket because... No, you want seven. You want a ton of different scripts because, like... it's one really good one. No, but even then, like, if you might have the best script in the world and they bring it and you bring it to someone and they say, we love this script... We're not into producing it. What else do you have? Like I that's think that like, also comes with being a creative, though, don't you? Yeah. Like so, people like filmmakers—they're not just like they might have one passion project, right? That they put all their their effort and, and love into. But creative people always have like things going in the background. It's like why musicians always have tons of songs that they're writing yeah. and working on, right? I feel like that's for filmmakers the same thing. That's like one of those things that it's hard for me to comprehend sometimes. Like when you read about like the history of an album and it's like they wrote 43 songs for this album and, and only like, like 10 made yeah, the cut. Like, it's like, oh shit. I I get it. I was married to a musician for a while. Not recommend it, but I definitely don't recommend <laughs> it. Um but you yeah, there's like 50 songs and BIH and really only like 10 are good. So like I get it. BIH. What is what is that? Instead of R.I.P. Burn in hell. Oh, yeah. I was going to go for like a rot in hell, but like the, the B wasn't computing for me. I was like, B, B, B. I don't know. I don't want them to rot. I want them to burn. I mean, I don't. Burn, we'll get, baby, burn. We've never talked about my divorce. I'm sure we will at some point, but like, I don't need them to burn in hell. I'm just good. No longer being in that relationship. You know, question back to you about your dream gut job in the 20s versus where you ended up. <laughs> yes. Because oh you're kind is... of in the middle of the road of us two. Where you didn't have 20 jobs, you didn't have one job, and you also went to school. <laughs> yeah, this is going to make me sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in my 20s, so I went to school for, um, I got my degree in journalism and mass communications with the intent of following my my real passion in life, which was horses, specifically horse racing. I grew up riding, trained horses off the track, whatever. So I really wanted to get into the publication side of horse racing. I wanted to write for like Blood Horse or Daily Racing Form or the Pollock Report or, or things of that nature. With the ultimate goal, I really wanted Donna Brothers' job. She is a like on-site reporter for a lot of the big races. I mean, there's lots of people who do that, but she would be on the horse, on the track, and would immediately ride up to like the winner of the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, Belmont, whatever, and like get to interview the jockey after they won. And I was like, I want to fucking do that. Like I would thrive in this role. So, I mean, I really went for it. I, I dove in and, and after college, I got my degree. I applied fucking everywhere on the Eastern seaboard that had anything to do with thoroughbreds and horse racing. Seabiscuit. Good job. When did he race? What years? Uh, 19... 19- 86 to 19. No, no, you're like no. 50 years off. It was in the 30s, but uh, nice try. I did not know Seabiscuit was a famous horse. I just pulled that out of my asshole. He, he was. That's why you know, because it's a famous horse. You were able to pull that out of your ass. I um, made a movie about him. Matt, you name a famous horse. Quick. War Admiral. Whoa! Did you know Seabiscuit and War Admiral? Like, they did a massive match race together back in the day. That was like the big fucking thing. 
because War Admiral was the triple crown winner, son of Man of War, like the fucking hot, hot shit stud. What year Seabiscuit was that? was the little broken down, like poor man's horse. And fucking Seabiscuit beat that ass. Okay? Underdogs. So yeah, I dove in and I ended up getting kind of like a, it wasn't really a freelance gig. I was their newsletter reporter for the Horse Breeders Association of the state. So I actually got to interview some top trainers. I went to some of the top stallion barns in the area. I had a really good time with it, but the problem was they kept like dangling this full-time job carrot in front of me, right? But wouldn't ever give it to me. So I got to the point, I'm like, I got to pay fucking student loans. I need to move out of mom and dad's house. Like I need a job. So I ended up, um, and I was also like at the time working on a farm, taking care of horses and retraining horses off the track. So everything that I was doing was horses, but I really needed just like a big girl job. At that point in time, you were like kicked off your parents' insurance when you were younger than they do now. As soon as I got off my dad's insurance, they like changed it to be longer. And I was like, mother fucker. So I ended up getting a job where we are now (laughs) but in a totally different position i started out like in you know operations and setting up accounts and now i am in marketing which is something i always wanted to do i took classes in marketing and advertising loved it really just kind of like fought and scrapped my way into this position really just kind of kept kept pushing the button pushing the button pushing the button until it happened uh so you know be fucking annoying until you get what you want i guess and now i am where i am and it's it's fine i'm in marketing product marketing really like i enjoy it i wouldn't say i enjoy the automotive industry i don't but i'm able to use my degree which is super awesome my parents like that and i'm able to pay bills and i really like the people that i work with i like that i have good benefits i like that i have unlimited pto i make enough money to pay my student loans and bills and be comfortable i'm not rich by any means um i still get my stimulus checks just saying so it, it it's a, okay it's not what i expected by any means being in the fucking like automotive industry like are you kidding me i guess you know horses were a type of locomotive back in the day a form of transportation it's just kind of switched but i think like if i could change careers if i could like what would what would i really want to do now yeah. if i could do anything it's weird. Like, I wish I could be really good at photography. I would you're, love to just be a photographer. At photography. You're better than the average person at photography. Well, I think like a lot of that comes with like money. If you have money to like get the really good cameras and lenses yeah. and like, yeah. like I've trained myself on Photoshop. That stuff isn't a problem. It's just having the right equipment. I would really enjoy that, but I wouldn't want to do weddings or anything like that. That shit's stressful. Couldn't handle it. But yeah, if I could do anything, I think I would want to do something creative or go back to the horse thing like i'm i'm not really sure i think that there's something that all of us kind of tapped into with our answers that i think is worth analyzing and i think it's an important message for anybody in their 20s that are are listening is like all of us because i didn't really say this but like i still like to this day like i love doing the podcasting i'd love to make the podcasting a career but I am constantly trying to find ways to pitch podcasts as TV shows. So I think that even with everything, with me 15 years out, Andrew almost on the tail end of the 20s, Brooke at Brooke 10 years out, like we still have the same wow. passion for what we were Shut aiming for <laughs> Don't when age we were shame. in our 20s. Did you just say me at the almost at the end of my 20s and Brooke 10 years out of I'm her 20s? only like a year out of my 20s. Like I'm talking about like from 20 because I said okay. I'm 15 years out from 20. Well, you are. How dare you? <laughs> from 29. You're 15 years out from 29. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, it doesn't matter. Like, no matter what the time expanse is, like that thing that you were passionate about when you were getting ready to decide college, there's no shame in that still being the thing that you want to do 5, 10, 15, 20 years outside of that. 
Well, and I think the big thing that I will say the biggest thing I've learned and that I've been able to understand and find peace with is that, you know, when you're in high school and when you're in college and at in your young, like late teens, early 20s, you are preached that you need to go to school, you need to get a career and you need to have your career picked. You need to know what you want to do. And I, and I think what that does is that it makes young people think that in your 20s is when you have to figure it all out. No. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is that your age has nothing to do with what you want. And for me, you know, I didn't go for architecture, right? And I'll tell you, looking back, I'm so glad I didn't because I'm friends with a few people that actually went through with it and became architects and they're miserable. And they tell me, you know, they work 70 hours a week. They never have any time for friends or their own things. They feel like shit every day and, you know, they're not going to get to work on what they actually want to do for another 20 years. Yeah. Well, and I think that when you look back too, you see the like, my friend used to always talk about the concept of like the spider web of things that had to happen to trigger different things to lead to like where you are today. And like there's there were times where I thought like, fuck, I could have skipped college because what I'm doing has nothing to do with what I went to college for. I could have skipped college, used all the money I got from graduation to make like a semi decent indie film and seen what would have happened. But the reality is like if I didn't go to college I wouldn't have met any of the friends that are like my closest friends to this day. I wouldn't have met the people that brought me into the job that I have now where I met all of you. I wouldn't have gotten into like the world of podcasting if not for college. Like there was all these things that like weren't even in my knowledge of existence that like now I can't even imagine my life without those elements. Mm -hmm. And I still have the same passion, but I have a completely different direction for it where it was like i've tried to direct before i don't like it it's not very fun i enjoy writing to an extent but what i really like is producing i like getting people getting an idea and letting the best people for the job do that thing and getting to like witness it happen so you saying like something you like doing it's like making me think like what do i like doing that i could make into a job and it's like the things that make me happiest the things i like doing the most is like making the people i love happy yeah how the fuck do you monetize that by recording a podcast for more people to be happy too damn it i ain't getting paid for this shit (laughs) but that's this is what's important about this because just like you're saying here about you know 15 years ago you had an idea of what you wanted to be and what you'd be happy doing and through your experiences not what you planned to do but what life brought you and where you're at now that's shifted a little yeah and that's exact same thing for me where like you know 10 years ago I, i wanted to be an architect that's what i wanted to do i knew i'd be happy and now i'm like i would have been miserable doing that i'm so thankful i didn't but I still have those passions similar to you in, you know, this field that I want. And it's allowed me to reshape and think, okay, I can still do what would have made me happy doing that, but it's not exactly that. And I'm happy because this whole experience and all these jobs and people I've met and, you know, life experience over the last eight years, 10 years has gotten me to this point and got me to this conclusion. And that's what's just going to get me closer to my true goal and my true happiness. And I think that the other thing is when you're like 18, 19, 20, 21 in that range, like you don't even understand the depths of something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like an architect builds a house, period. You don't even think about the fact that there's probably, I can't speak on it, but I'm sure you could, that there's like probably hundreds of side jobs that are all tied to architecture that aren't specifically down to designing a blueprint that you might have more of a passion for. Like, I have a friend who loved animation. He wanted to be an animator And through that, he got a job where like during the 3D boom, when like every movie was in 3D, 
He got a job where his job was to take the film strips and digitally alter them to be 3D movies. And he was like, I loved it. Like, he's like, I didn't even know that was a thing a person got paid to do. But like, because he had spent so many years doing animation, it allowed him to like perfectly slide into something like that. I think the problem with so many of these like dream jobs that like you know so many people want is like so there's two things one you don't get paid enough to actually no <laughs> do these jobs to live which like does your passion outweigh your actual need for basic human necessities yeah. and then two a lot of them like architecture like requires so much money up front to get into the game and understand what's going on and like actually have a foot in the door that it's hard for most people yeah well you and i've joked around before about even with podcasting like having friends that are just convinced that they just got to get a soundboard and a microphone and they're going to make millions of dollars and it's like i've been at this for 15 years and the only way i figured out how to make money is to teach people how to podcast it's because (laughs) everyone thinks that like they're super funny and have something interesting to say and like we are blessed that we are we, those yeah, people the three of we us are absolutely very lucky, are but. but guess what most people are not fucking funny and what you have to say doesn't matter that's because they didn't go through all the trauma we did lots of trauma <laughs> but that's a good point like people think it's easier than it is and it's like it's not that simple i mean it's not even that simple for me to just get a job writing about horse racing so you think like getting a job like talking and producing and editing and promoting a podcast is easy like fuck off like it's full of disappointment and this is any like, job working it's full at McDonald's of isn't, e- yeah. isn't easy you know what i mean like it's not what you think it is like it People have such obscure ideas of like what it's really like to have any kind of job. People like shit on OnlyFans. Like I don't have one because I'm super insecure. But like imagine creating content even for that. Just taking constant like super hot pictures of yourself. Like seems easy, but I bet it's super fucking annoying to constantly get dolled up and like do all the stupid bullshit and like facetune yourself and suck your shit in on photoshop you know what i mean the like dms anytime somebody follows uh, you, the message, dick you have to pics, content like, you do conversations God. all that their requests people like sending you full hard on pictures like make sure it's a fucking half chub at least damn even with our jobs that we have now like we've every job you've got to deal with the disappointment and things not going <laughs> Listen, the way you wanted it to go corporate america is full of disappointment and it is not what you think it is like at all, I think. Like, corporate America is not what I expected. I mean, because we work in corporate America. Let's yeah. not get this twisted. We do. But it's not what I thought it would be. It's a mix of high school and politics. It's high school politics. It's all, it, all is. it is. It's just nasty, backstabbing, conniving. Think of, like, Game of Thrones, Littlefinger yeah. type shit. That's, I don't wanna, that's what it is. I don't want to hate on it either. stupid. They're all stupid. There is good to it. And there are corporations out there that are great and they treat their people well. And and I think the corporation we work for does a shit ton of good. Yeah. For not only the people that work for them, but also for the communities in which they are located. Mm-hmm. 100% agree with that. And I think we are in the minority in that instance. I really do because I think there are tons of, of corporations that just treat people like shit, treat the communities they're in like shit, like don't give a fuck about anything other than profit for themselves and, and you know, the C-level executive. Luckily, we don't work for that. But even in our own environment, like it gets a little sloppy. It gets messy. It gets backstabby and, you know, like catty. It's weird. I, and I'm sure that's true for pretty much every industry. There's there's dark sides to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm sure working in horse racing, broadcasting horse racing, there's some weird like dark shit going on too it's everywhere i'll say this 
no matter where you work, there's going to be downsides and disappointments. So just understand that. There's no grass is greener, essentially, in terms of that. Because no matter what you do, there's going to be downfalls, right? For sure. I, I think you shouldn't be... And this is a thing that I've been battling with for the last year or so is... There isn't going to be a grass is greener situation. Like you said, you could look at a million different dream jobs and you're going to find a lot of the same frustrations and disappointments wherever you go. But there is something to be said about having some type of passion, even the tiniest fire for what you do. Absolutely, Because that's (laughs) when the good outweighs the bad. Exactly. And I think I would say for us, it's not that bad outweighs the good. I would say we're very neutral. Yeah. It's like everything just kind of evens out. You know what I mean? Well, and the other big thing I want people to take away from this is like a lot of us will set ourselves expectations for what we want in life and what we expect life to provide us. And everybody who does that will quickly learn at some point, if not quickly, they will learn that life doesn't work that way. Right. And I think what I really want people to understand, like we've been talking about, is focus less on what you think the right career and job title is for you. And really, no matter what age you are, what point of your 20s in your career, your schooling, whatever, take time daily, weekly, whatever, to reflect on what you loved about your week, what brought you joy, what you felt joy doing and what you enjoyed and what was fun, what you hated and so on. And that, or I think, will really help you shape what makes you happy in life and what you'll be happy doing. Because like you guys said, like the grass isn't always green on the other side. There's always going to be good and bad in whatever job, career thing you're doing. But the more you can stick to what you enjoy, what you love, what you're good at, and what sparks that joy and love in you, you're going to be able to much better tolerate the bullshit that comes with it because of, you know, what's most important to you. So, like, don't worry about if you're if you're in a career, if you went to school for something and you're in a career and you fucking hate it, like, you're fine. You're young. You We're can in get our out. fucking 20s, yep. like, even in your 30s and your 40s. And... I will actually give another podcast out. But when he says this, remember, keep listening to ours. Yes, obviously. You can We're listen really to this one too. We're really the only one in existence. <laughs> yeah, but. but if you have other time, if we go on another hiatus or I decide I'm done or in Brooks done or whatever, then you can do this. But I will say if you are thinking about your career and you're in a place similar to us or just you want to get more perspective, an incredible podcast to listen to is called When to Jump. And it is literally about what we're talking about right now. Not to your switching. Yes. Yeah. It's about jumping careers and taking that leap of faith and helping you get through that mm-hmm. in that transition. And I think one of the episodes I listened to that was most inspiring talked about people who did this much later in life. People in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s that were doing something their whole life and switched to a whole nother career and decided I'm going to do something different, whether it was studying something in school or starting a business or inventing something and these people are now like incredibly famous and or became very like a lot of fashion designers you know distilleries uh great coos vodka like these things and people created these much later in life i mean and on, didn't get rich and famous boutiques. until they're late yes. you know what i mean like but so anything. my point is like don't think you have to have it figured out now now isn't the time to figure out what you're doing the rest of your life now is to figure out who you are and what you want to do and what you enjoy doing what you're good at and what inspires you yes like those are two huge things because like i could really be like i want to be a fucking you know WNBA player guess what it's not gonna happen for me so i have to think about like what am i actually good at and what inspires me and once you connect those two it's like game over like you found it i think all three of us are at a point where like we're kind of becoming more and more aware of like you said when to jump like we're i think all three of us have 
an idea, a number, a position, a thing in our head where it's like, this is the moment where I feel like I'm ready to gamble on myself. I'm ready to like take that risk. And like, I certainly can't say I had that at 21. I would be, so there are people who absolutely do at 21, right? There's, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs who fucking go for it. But I, I would say an overwhelming majority of people aren't ready that young and, and aren't ready throughout most of their twenties. It's a really intimidating time in your life. You're figuring out like, this is the first decade of your life where you're on your fucking own. Like, I mean, how many people have a hard time setting up a fucking dentist appointment mm-hmm. and like to be expected to start your own business in your 20s? Like, no, that's not going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That is so okay. You don't need to. It's about, you know, doing what you need to do to to get by in the world and to find yourself and to find what you're good at and, and, and what you love to do. Your 30s, guess what? I know it sounds scary, but you're really not that fucking old in your no, 30s. It's, it was weird to realize that I don't feel that old in my 30s. You're a third of the way through your life. I am. That's nothing. Ooh, yeah. Half of the time you've been alive, you've been a child. A think little about tiny that. baby. And that's the thing that I think a, a lot of us forget is we, life hits us and then we we scramble to get in a place, to find our place, and then we're, we, we let ourselves be stuck rather than continuously evolving continuously striving for to getting there and don't think you know you're in this thing you got to stick with it we put so much pressure on ourselves like we do when we're in our 20s and so does society it's like figure the fuck out be an adult like do it all now get married have kids buy a house have your dream job go 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 that's not realistic figure shit out on your own time there is no timeline in life get married get divorced have kids don't have kids quit a million jobs keep one job everyone's different it's about what works for you and you like never know where it's going to come. Like the you position don't. that I have now at the job that we work at right now, I had no interest in even going to an interview for it. I literally only applied because someone wouldn't stop harassing me that they think that I would like the job. That's I applied because I just needed to pay student loans. Yeah. Liter- that is literally it. And here we all are. Yeah. We're all friends. friends. If you have <laughs> any crazy career stories. I, we would love to hear them. Like, Share please us. let out. us know. Join us on the podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, things you've learned, things you wish you had known before. Like, I, I love hearing everyone else's stories. It's, that's the most fascinating part about being on a podcast is sharing stories and hearing stories. So please reach out. Andrew, how can they reach us? Because I don't remember. <laughs> so let me bring back my memory here. Okay. So if you want to reach out to us, there's a few different methods. One, social media. Great idea. Instagram, preferably. You can reach us at roaring20s underscore podcast. DM us, add us, comment, like, whatever, subscribe. We will be here and we will listen to you. And do we, we have respond. an email? We do. We also have a Facebook, which is... It's a, it's a Facebook group, which... Matt, I don't know. I don't do Facebook yeah, too much. Just search for the Roaring Twenties and you'll find it. Roaring Twenties podcast. This Look that up. This is so sad that we're like yeah, this the- unput together, <laughs> Listen, but we promise we're put together. It was like Maybe a year Maybe we need hiatus. someone who loves promoting podcasts, like join us. COVID really fucked us. It really did. Listen. We're a little rusty, guys. We will Instagram, get this out. Add us on Facebook. Email us at roaring20spodcast at gmail.com. I could yes. tell you all the Disneyto ones. Like hit us up, That's guys. My brain. We're here to help. We're here to talk. We want to help you thrive in these crazy times. And just remember, you're not alone and we're all in this together. We love you. We're all in this together. And now we're going to go eat. So goodbye. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 